headaches, light sensitivity, sound sensitivity, dizziness, confusion, mood swings, even suicidal thoughts. These are just some of the issues I've suffered as a concussion survivor. In desperation, I've searched how to get my life back. I'm now moving forward, and I invite you to journey with me into deeper understanding of how to restore hope and renew life for all concussion survivors, even the tiniest of them, and those who love them. I'm Cindy Subizis, a multi-concussion survivor and national speaker speaking out on the dangers of concussion and what we need to do to protect all of us, especially the youngest amongst us. I promise life can get good again. And now for our show. In our last episode with yoga trauma therapist Anna Mulgard, Anna spoke about the physical difficulties she personally had experienced from five concussions and the dysregulation that had occurred for her as a result. In this episode, she now is going to give us some tangible tools to help us when we feel dysregulated in our emotions or even in our physical symptoms. What is exciting is that anyone can benefit from what she will teach us, not just concussion survivors. Let's listen in as she immediately answers the question, just what are some specific tools that can help concussion survivors? The hands have a lot of nerve endings in the end of the hand. And so you can put the hands in specific positions to kind of uh, short circuit or bypass, you know, the thinking brain and tuck right into the limbic system. And so there's a simple gesture that you can do. You just tuck your thumbs into the palms of your hands. And then wrap your fingers gently around your thumbs. So it's a gentle fist where the thumbs are tucked. And it's called Adi Mudra. And it's a really uh, calming kind of grounding gesture that I teach almost every one of my trauma clients. And I use it a lot. Uh, You can tuck your hands in your pockets. I've used it sometimes when I'm driving, if I have a challenging drive. I couldn't drive myself for about six months anywhere outside of just my neighborhood, if I had to drive anywhere long distance, I had to have someone drive me when I was working through my head injury. So that still can be sometimes a challenging trigger for me. But that gesture is really, really uh, a simple gesture that you can do. Another strategy that I learned from one of my uh, just amazing trauma teachers, her name is Lynn Stoller. She's an occupational therapist who's done a lot of uh, evidence-based research in yoga for trauma with combat veterans. She's illustrated that if you put weight on the body, it creates a really tangible signal into the body to kind of calm and center. So sometimes I'll lay on the floor and put, I have sandbags that I use in my yoga studio, but you can use any kind of weight. Uh, A lot of people use weighted blankets, but I use targeted smaller 10 pound, you know, bags of sand on my feet, on my belly. You can weight your eyes, not with 10 pounds, just a small eye pillow, but you can also put weight on your hands, your chest, and even on your head, putting weight on the head sometimes, obviously not when you're in an acute situation, but when I feel sometimes I get those headaches still where my head will pound, you know, and I, and I know it's just from overstimulation and too much input that can help me kind of come out of that. So weight on the body is something that's been really, really helpful. Those are fantastic. So as you have been working with people and as you have seen change, what is a message of hope that you've discovered or that you can share with us to help our listeners 
kind of retain that same hope during their tough time? Oh, one of the, the body is so resilient and the body is always growing and the body is always changing every, with every breath that you breathe, you're literally, your cells are regenerating. You're becoming a new creature with every breath every day. And it can be really hard to remember that, you know, that was really a struggle for me to remember when I was in my basement in the dark and I couldn't even, I remember hearing the sounds of Easter dinner going upstairs and just feeling so sad. I just had tears coming out of my eyes because I couldn't even be with my family for dinner. It was too hard, but I was still alive. I was still breathing, which meant that my body was changing. And so I think we need to just be, be really, really patient. I've had to learn how to just be so compassionate with myself in my journey and be patient, but, but have hope that if you're breathing, you're changing. And there are still things that you can do. Um, I think the other thing that's really important to remember is that you may never be what you once were. And there, it's okay to mourn that. And I had to give myself permission to really mourn the fact that, you know, I used to be able to just really be so quick in my mind. And I didn't realize what a gift that was until it was taken away, until things were really hard and really slow. And a lot of that has come back, but not to the degree that I used to be able to think so quickly. And as a teacher, I, I work a lot training other yoga teachers and, and I do workshops and, you know, different experiences where I'm working with people where I, I miss that, you know, but I have to give myself grace around that and be grateful for what I do have, for what has come back to me and and let that be enough and let that be okay so you know it's okay to mourn the things that that you used to be able to do but then choose to be grateful for what you are able to do now you know i think when we get stuck in that rut of uh, of feeling sorry for ourselves we are looking back instead of looking forward and being grateful for the moments that we have how profound and what we still can do so in all of that work, is there anything right now that you're super excited about, a project that you're working on? I'm running a teacher training program here. I live in the Spokane, Washington area, and I'm really excited to start training some teachers in a foundational way um, who are have an interest in a therapeutic aspect. So it's a what, what we call a 200-hour uh, yoga teacher training program that I'm launching here to be able to start training some therapeutically oriented teachers. With that, I have um, a long-term vision of launching a nonprofit organization here in my community because there are so many people who have experienced trauma and, you know, head injuries that just don't have access to, to yoga. And so I'm working to create a cadre of teachers that I can um, then work to develop these different programs that I've had in my heart and my mind for quite a few years to serve underserved populations in my community, working with domestic violence shelters. I work a lot with people who've experienced sexual trauma, uh, but I also have a real desire to work with refugees. So many of them have experienced all levels of trauma and uh, need access to this body-based approach that's really, really effective and really, really tangible. These tools are very tangible, they're simple, and they work. So I have a really vested interest in working with that population here. Where can they reach out to connect with you? So I, um, I'm pretty active on social media, especially on Facebook. Um, so you can follow me on Facebook at Flowing Tree Yoga Studio. I have an Instagram uh, handle at Flowing Tree Yoga. 
But the best place is to go to my website, uh, www.flowingtreeyoga.com. And you can email me there. Um, I do work remotely with clients over FaceTime. So I've worked a lot with clients all over the country and all over the world who want to learn some of these tools. Um, You can work with me privately. Uh, If you're in the local area, I do run yoga therapy groups specific to trauma. I've developed a wonderful eight-week series that also starts in a couple of weeks here uh, where I work uh, in a group yoga therapy setting, offering uh, opportunities to share learning in a group and support. So also a great way to to just learn. Thank you. You are a gift. You're welcome. And, uh, And for our listeners, please remember that you matter. We need you with us. Please reach out for help as you need it and say to yourself, there is always hope. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, will you do me a favor? Will you subscribe and rate and write a review? Because that way you'll get every episode and it will help others find the show. I would be so grateful. I want to get the message out that there is hope for concussion survivors and their families. Thank you for joining me in the podcast, Concussion, There Is Hope, where we share tools of information and support for concussion survivors and their loved ones. You can visit me at myuniqueconcussion.com, where you can sign up for the latest news through our supportive email. By doing so, you'll receive a free and important report of what your doctor never told you about concussions. I'd love your help in creating a master movement of support for concussion victims across the world, especially for our youngest ones. Thank you for listening, and God bless.